Before we get started with the podcast tonight, I'd like to remind you guys to check out our Facebook page, which is Grey Uncommons, and that's where we offer our unique decal and t-shirt designs. So if you're in the market for a decal or a t-shirt, check out Grey Uncommons. That's Grey with an A, Uncommons, on Facebook. Now, back to the podcast. Recorded in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchast. One man's attempt to spread the ideas of freedom and liberty, one podcast at a time. Reaching out to those of you who are straddling a fence somewhere between statism and freedom. Front Porch Anarchast. Freedom starts on your own front porch. And the podcast starts now. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also I believe, that government is best which governs not at all. And you're listening to yet another episode of Front Porch Anarchast. Recording tonight on the soggy and very cool Gray Homestead right here in southwest Missouri. We're going to skip the homestead update tonight, go straight into the topic of the night, which is rights. And in this episode, I'm going to try to... Let me back up a little bit. I've done a couple of episodes on rights, and I think maybe two or three. And in those episodes, I've promised a, an episode to kind of wrap everything up, my thoughts overall on on rights and what those would look like in a stateless society. And tonight's going to be it. And I'll warn you up front, I'm probably going to lose some listeners Um I have some very um, unique views on rights, so that might be a turnoff to some people, but, you know, stick with it. You might get a good laugh. You may be bored out of your mind, or you may say, hey, this guy's, you know, he's on to something here. But before I jump into that topic, I have to pay some bills. Those who have listened to the podcast before know that I have a side gig selling decals or creating and selling decals and t-shirts and those of you who have never listened to the podcast before now you're going to know that i have a side gig making decals and t-shirts if you're looking for one or two color decals like for your car windows tumblers that kind of thing or if you're looking for a t-shirt with a design on it that has one or two colors maybe three maybe four then Grey Uncommons may be the right place for you to go. We specialize in making small orders, one or two. You know, if you need more than that, we can do it. But um, what we're trying to do is we try to give the customer what they're looking for at the cheapest price possible. Uh, I use quality materials. And if you're looking for other kinds, um, I mean, I have some basic t-shirts that I use, but if you're looking for a specific t-shirt, you know, I can order that too. But 
my goal is to pro provide you with what you want as inexpensively as possible. We don't charge a setup fee. I understand that our I understand that my time is very valuable, but I also understand that that your resources are very valuable too. So if you need something, then uh, check us out. You can find us at facebook.com slash gray uncommons, and that's gray with an A. And um, there you can message us, and we'll, we'll work something out with you. And you can also see some of the things we've done before, so you kind of have an idea of what we can do and what we can't do. Any orders you make there at Gray Uncommons go to support this show, and they also support our efforts to get back to our little off-grid cabin in the woods in Arkansas, completely off-grid, out in the middle of nowhere in the in the hills. It's pretty rough territory down there, but we can't wait to get back down there where life's a little more um, a little more laid back and where we can live a, uh, a much more anarchist lifestyle. So if you want to stick it to the man, make an order at Gray Uncommons. Okay, now that's out of the way. The wind's picking up too, along with the rain, so sorry about the noise. And I know I know some podcast listeners cannot stand any kind of noise is going on but hey it's me it's a uh, I'm recording on a cell phone inside a car so you get what you pay for right but anyway let's talk about rights and I'm going to throw this out here at the very beginning of my uh, monologue it's a monologue because not many people participate but anyway just going to throw this out here so that you can either so that you know whether or not you want to listen to the rest of it, but I really don't believe that that people have rights. I don't think there's any inherent rights. I don't think people are born with these things that they're entitled to. All right, I said it. There's a... No status listening to this is going to agree with me there. I'm fairly certain of that, right? Most libertarians are not going to agree with me because I can see right now, oh, my property rights. I, I can see that. Um, and you know what? You're not going to find very many anarchists even that agree with me on this point. Um, they throw Anarchists throw rights around just as much as status do. So it's a pretty unpopular opinion. And I've only heard one or two other people who actually have that opinion. I was listening to a podcast the other night. I just found this podcast, and some of you guys may have already been listening to it. And this guy, though, I mean, he's a little out there even for me. It's a, it's not just a podcast. It's a radio show. I believe it actually airs on the radio. It's called Toward Anarchy. T-O-W-A-R-D. Anarchy. And you can find that at TowardAnarchy.com. My apologies to the person who does this because I cannot remember your name if you even have given your name. And I don't remember the person who was saying whichever episode I was listening to. Um, I don't remember who they were either, but uh, I, the person that, I, that was on the show that night 
or that day, whatever, said that they didn't believe in rights. And that was refreshing to me because I don't believe in rights either, right? I, I believe in rights as agreements among men. And that that might be a little hard to digest, but I mean, if you think about it, in the US you have one set of rules, one set of things you can get away with. You go up to Canada, there's a different set of things you can get away with. You go down to Mexico, a different set of things. You go over to the UK, different set of things. Everywhere you go in in different in areas that are ruled by different groups of people, you get these different rights. Now, if a right was inherent, if it was an entitlement that, that you were entitled to, you would get these same rights everywhere, right? That's what I'm thinking. And, and maybe I'm putting too much into this. Maybe, maybe people who believe in rights... Well, I mean, I've had conversations with people who believe in rights, and... You know, they balk at the idea that, that a right is just an agreement among a group of people. I'm not really I'm not really sure that we're arguing different points. Maybe I just don't understand their point of view. But if everybody has, let's say, the right to remain silent. Then why, in some countries, can you get beaten until you, until you talk? Now, when I do ask people who believe in rights that question, they say, "Well, rights can be violated, and they can be stolen, or they can be taken, but you still have those rights." Well, to me, from my point of view, if it was, if it were a right, you would have it, right? I mean, couldn't be taken from you. So maybe it's just a matter of semantics, but but when you dig a little deeper into it, I don't I really don't think it's just semantics because when I when I say that it's just an agreement, then these guys they say that that no, they're inherent. You have these. You're born with these. Well, that makes me wonder where these rights come from. I look around nature and do dogs have the right to remain silent? Do cats, you know, do squirrels, do they have a right to be free from search and seizure? Do they have a right to life? Because, I mean, a snake will kill a squirrel if it can catch it. Did it get its rights violated? I could keep going on with that, but I think you see where I'm coming from, or I think you should be able to see where I'm coming from there, that, you know, there's no other creature on Earth that has rights, really. I mean, yeah, humans bestow some rights on other animals, like, hey, you can't beat your dog. In some cultures, you can. I mean, in some cultures, you can eat them if you want to. Um, even in the United States, you know, there's like... There's like animal rights laws, you know, telling how you can kill a chicken or whatever, but you can still kill it. 
and ate it. So, so looking around, I don't really see. I don't see anything else on Earth having rights except for men. So I think that's evidence that at least rights only apply to men, and men in the general sense, women and men. I feel like I should apologize for the rain, but I have no control over that at all, so... Uh, but I will say sorry. And I'll try to talk a little louder. So my argument at this point is, if rights do exist, that they only exist among men. And I don't think anybody's going to disagree with me there. But that's just one part of my argument, that that rights are just agreements among groups of men. So, that's an area where, where my thought process differs from, from others, I would, I would suppose, is agreements versus inherent. Um, I can't imagine a scenario where a person is just born with a right outside of there being some kind of agreement among the group of men that, that this person is born in. If you're born on a deserted island, well, if let's say you fall out of an airplane on a deserted island, do you have any rights at all? If there's not a group of people on that island, if you're the only person on that island, what rights do you have? You don't have the right to life because nothing on that nothing on that island is going to agree that you have the right to life and leave you alone. It's just not going to do it. Animals will attack you if given the chance. The elements will kill you if given the chance. The airplane you jumped out of or fell out of may crash land on top of you. It's not going to agree that you have the right to life. If nothing else attacks you, you may die of starvation because even life itself doesn't agree that you have a right to life. And I think that's, that's more logical evidence that rights are just agreements among groups of men. Because without a group, without any more men, there's nobody there to uh, to honor your rights. So I'd like to ask where you believe that rights come from. If they don't come from nature, because... Other animals, other other creatures, they're, it's, 
nature itself isn't going to abide by any of these rights that you think you have. So where do you think these come from? Now, the only place I can even imagine that these may come from is some sort of a religious argument. Well, I have seen people who say that, you know, they have observed nature and this is what is best in nature is that things live or that people live is a good thing. People dying is a bad thing, so therefore you have the right to live. Well, I'm not really sure about all that either because, all right, we we can see that it's a good thing for a dog if he lives. It's a bad thing for him if he dies, right? Yet, if we run over a dog, there's no big deal, right? Oh, dog ran out in the road. We ran over it. Nobody goes to jail for violating the dog's right to life. Same way with the chickens, same way with the cows. You know, we're not we're not really worried about violating or we're not worried about them living. So you know, what is it that makes people special? Why is it that if living is a good thing and dying is a bad thing, that's where we get the right to life, yet it doesn't apply to anything except people. You know, I've also heard people give the argument, well, you know, dogs won't respect my right to life, so I don't have to respect their right to life. And, you know, we could go down that rabbit hole, too. I mean, kids can't, kids won't respect your rights. So can you, do you have to respect their rights? You know, people with dementia, you know, they will not respect your rights. Do you have to respect their right, like their right to live or their right to their property? There's a few holes there, too. So, you know, the only... I'll just cut to the chase here. The only way that I can see that a person can truly argue that they have some sort of right is if they want to take a religious standpoint. And I'm not even sure that that counts because... I mean, maybe that's not even where people believe they get their rights. Um, I'm not a religious person. I've, I've got a few strikes against me. I'm a vegetarian. I'm an anarchist, and I could be called an atheist. I mean, I would consider myself an atheist, but, like, I mean, the religious people know that I'm not a theist, right? So, the theists know I'm not a theist. A theist. The, uh, the atheists wouldn't really call me an atheist because I'm not denying that there is the existence of some divine power that exists. I'm just saying it's probably highly improbable and I find no evidence for it. So, I mean, why would I, I... I don't even give it any thought anymore. I just... There may be, there may not be. I don't care. The, you know, the universe has been here for what seems to be, you know, billions of years... And it's probably going to continue for billions of years in the, you know, as far as we can tell right now. So my, my lifetime here is, is smaller than microscopic. It's, you know, it's on the, it's on the electron microscope scale here. My, my, my limited time.
I don't have any uh, delusions that I'm going to figure out the meaning of life while I'm on this planet. It's, you know, I don't remember anything at all about the billions of years before. I doubt I'm going to remember or be conscious of anything that happens after I die either. I may be surprised, pleasantly or, or not, I don't know. But um, I may be surprised, but I, I have a feeling after I die, it'll be much the same as it was prior to my existence. So now maybe I've alienated the last few listeners I actually had. But, you know, guys, I don't really, I don't care what you believe. You can believe anything you want to, and, you know, I'll still drink a beer with you. I'll be quiet while you say a prayer prior to eating. I can respect your beliefs. I don't have to be mad at you or anything for that and, or ridicule you or anything for that. It's just I don't see the point in it. I'll uh, I'll be respectful and and uh, move on with my life. So I hope I don't lose any listeners over that. I'll probably lose actually more listeners over the vegetarian or yeah, the vegetarian part. But once again, I digress. So do you believe that your rights come from your uh, from your creator? I think that's a very interesting point. I mean, I'm not I'm not an expert on religions by any means, so um, if I'm totally off base, let me know. And the religion that I'm most familiar with would be Christianity, and I'm not really familiar with it. I've tried reading the... Uh, Tried reading the New Testament. I can't ever make it past uh, past Genesis. Is that in the New Testament? I always confuse the two. But anyway, the Old Testament and the New Testament, that's always thrown me as well. But either way, you let, let's talk a little bit about the New Testament. You get a you have a book there, and it's really an anthology. It's not a book like a start to finish book. It's an anthology written by different people, different time periods. I've heard different estimates of the of the time span between um, certain books being written, certain books of the Bible being written. And I think the earliest the earliest account, the earliest book that was written, uh, the book that was written first, maybe was like 80 years after the Historical, I guess, maybe is the word, death of uh, Jesus Christ. So, so you had a bit of a time lag in there, and you know some of those books were written after that even, and they were written based on stories that were that were recited orally a couple of times. So whenever I tried to read the Bible. It didn't really make any sense to me, and Genesis just keeps popping into my head. I never, I never made it more than a few chapters in before I stopped on that particular one. I mean, I've skipped through and read different parts of it, and maybe it's because I read a lot as a kid. But when I started reading this, it, it, I mean, it read to me just like any other book would read, right? And by any other book, I mean fiction, because. You know, I'm reading in the beginning there was the word or whatever and and I'm just wondering who it is that's narrating this. Who who is it that's writing this? 
they obviously weren't there. Is this just something that they think? Is this just the way that they think it arrived? And I really don't want to get into religion, but if that's the only, if that's where your rights are coming from, I think you really should examine that because, I mean, you have a book there that's, it's an anthology that's made of books that were, they were put together by people. It was a group, uh, from what I'm, from what I'm, what I've read, it was a group of people that came together and all sort of decided, you know, it's like a, just imagine a publishing company come together that came together and decided which religious texts were going to go together to form a book that an entire religion is going to be based on. There's a lot of room there to control a lot of people just based on which books, you know, words written on paper that you want to put together and have people put their faith behind. And, you know, maybe that's why a lot of people, why, why most people are, are statist, because if you can believe in that, if you can believe that that this book is indeed the pathway to your afterlife, then, you know, maybe it seems a little bit easier to believe that Okay, well, this Constitution is legitimate, too, because it's also written on paper. Again, I'm not making fun of anybody, because, I mean, who am I to make fun of anybody, right? It's just, this is the way I see it. Do I think rights are a good thing? Well, yeah, I believe that agreements among men are a good thing. I really do believe it's better to be alive than to be dead, but in my case... You know, when I'm dead, I'm dead. There's just, that's the end of it. The only thing I have is, you know, these, I've had these 47 years and I'll have whatever else is left. And then my time in existence is gone. So, you know, I cherish that time. I've got my kids. Um, I have my significant other. I have the rest of my family. You know, there's there's things in the world that you know I'd like to accomplish and and leave for the leave for my kids and their kids and so yeah I believe that I believe that the right to life is a good thing. Who wouldn't? You know, I've had conversations with people who say that if I don't believe in a creator, that I can't believe in rights, and they wonder where my moral compass comes from. Because if you don't believe that there's a creator and you don't believe in rights, then then what's to keep you from being a an axe-murdering rapist, right? Well, I think that if you look at it, if you just had to have some... I mean, I believe that... I believe people have a right to life. I believe that people have a right to the property that they've acquired justly. They have a right to, um, you know, to be free from people hurting them. They have a right to defend themselves. I believe that these should all be agreements that people make. I think, you know, life would be much easier if we just all agreed to this and moved on. And I can just believe that. I don't need a creator to tell me that this is the right thing. I can just look and see this. And I don't have to claim that, you know, I look at cows and see that, 
or I look at nature. I shouldn't have said cows there. I look at nature and I see that, you know, it's better for a person to be alive than for a person to be dead because some people would tell you just the opposite, that it would be better if they themselves were dead. And I sort of touched on all of that earlier, you know. That doesn't hold true with everyone. But where does my moral compass come from? And it's it's just me. I mean, I just believe that. And, you know, I look at my kids, and my kids pretty much believe that too. I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. And, I mean, the three-year-old, she's a little... Uh, authoritarian at times. I don't know really how to say that. She's maybe anti-rights. I don't know. But, you know, even, but when you call her on it, when you question her about it, you know, she can even see, she's three. She just turned three. And she can see that it's better not to steal from people. Because if, if you think it's okay for you to steal from somebody, then, then deep down inside, you know that it would have to be right for them to steal from you. And, when it's put to her that way, she completely understands it. So I don't think that I don't think a person has to believe in a creator to have a moral compass. And I, I believe that people who think that I'd like to think that they just haven't put any thought into it. And the conversations I have with people, they're like, oh, if we, you know, if it was anarchy, then there'd be murder in the streets and everybody would be raping and plundering. I, you know, I don't think so. I think you have some rapists and some murderers right now. You have thieves right now. And I think if the state went away tomorrow and there were no more state-imposed laws, I don't think you would have any more crime. And I use that word loosely. I don't think you would have any more crimes with victims than you do today. Because, I mean, think about it. If all the laws went away tomorrow, I'm not going to turn into a rapist. I'm not going to turn into a killer. Um, I'm going to keep drinking my beer. And that's what I'm, you know, I'm going to keep going to work. And my guess is that the majority of, of people in the world would go the same way. I'm not sure who's listening to this podcast, but, you know, if the state went away tomorrow, would you be killing your neighbor? Or would you just, you know, when you go to work tomorrow, would you just wave at them or whatever and say, hey, good to see you. Have a nice day. You know, I have a feeling that that's just the way it's going to go. I don't think you have to believe in a creator to have a moral compass. If you just had to tie me down to why I believe that a person has a right to life and to property, okay, you want to talk about nature? Well, let me look at nature, all right? I look at nature, and I see, to me, that the point of life is life. And that sounds sort of circular, but, but the only reason I can see for organisms to live is to procreate. That seems to be the major function. I look at squirrels. I look at cows. look at chickens. Zebras. Lions. Gorillas. Fish. The only thing that, that we all have in common is the desire to procreate. To make the next generation. 
And I'll admit, you know, even in the human population, that's not a sure thing with every individual of the species, right? Because sometimes things go awry and people have no desire to procreate. I was one of those people until I was 42 or maybe until I was 41. I thought I'd never have kids because I was just, you know, there's no time for them and, you know, I didn't really have that drive. And then um, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I'd like to see a little me. And, you know, that started the ball rolling. Luckily, my uh, significant other was on board with that. And that's what we did. And now we, you know, we got a few. Should have started a little earlier in life, though, like most like most uh, creatures do, but we didn't. We waited. And I really think that that's the driving force. I think that's the whole purpose of life. People seem to search for that. Um, you know, that that's elusive, that people are always looking for the meaning of life. Well, you know, I don't know about the meaning of life, but the point of life seems to be to procreate. And some people, you know, they just want to leave their mark on the world and they have no desire to have kids. And, you know, I'm not going to knock them because, like I said, I was there myself until just a few years ago. And, of course, there are some people that just can't have kids. I'm not knocking those people at all either, so please don't think that. I'm not mocking anybody. I'm just thinking that the point of life from... From humans all the way down to single-celled creatures, the point of life seems to be to replicate, to procreate. So if I see it that way, then my point, that, that the point of my existence is to create the next generation, then death prior to that is a bad thing, right? Honestly, death while a person is still able to reproduce is a bad thing, right? If you're looking at it from my point of view, if the point of life is to procreate, as long as a, an individual is capable of reproducing, then to die would be a bad thing. So if nothing else, even if I can't prove to you that I, that I believe in the right to uh, property, you kind of have to accept my premise that I do believe in the right to life. Uh, and the right being the agreement among men that living is better than dying. So how would I prove to you that I do believe that I'm in property rights? I could keep going on the subject of the right to life. If a person has a right to live, if the agreement that the right to live is a good thing, then it only makes sense to me that the right to live in the way you want, as long as you aren't harming someone else, keeping them from reproducing, would be a good thing as well. And I'm pretty sure that that would cover the ownership of property. Now that's if you really had to just press me on those things, because, I mean, you could just take me at my word that I do believe in the right to life, I do believe in the right to property, and once you believe in those two rights, everything else just kind of falls in place, right? If you can believe that that it's a good thing for people to agree that they should leave other people alone, 
then doesn't everything else fall in there? The right to free speech, whatever else is in that document that that government is supposed to respect? I think it is. And that's pretty much my, my views on rights. I'm sure plenty of people would disagree with me on that. I'm, I'm pretty sure most anarchists would disagree with me on that. But... But the point of my podcast is just to let people who are statists, who are thinking outside the box, who are thinking that there might be a better way than statism, the point of my podcast is to to let them know that, you know, hey, anarchists aren't all bad, right? Well, I'm sitting here telling you how this anarchist thinks. And I can't really speak for my significant other all the way on on every one of those points and how she gets there. But, you know, she believes that, too, that that people have a right to be left alone. That people shouldn't be told how they have to live their lives just as, you know, as long as they're not harming anyone else. And you know what? I got two kids, and and even though they're really young, they would, you'd be able to get that. Uh, get them to articulate that at least on their intellectual level at this point in their life. So at this point, I probably sound like I'm rambling. I promise you, I'm not even finished with my first beer, but I think that pretty well sums up my feelings on rights. And I'm sure your thoughts are slightly different or 180 degrees different. And if they are, you know what? That's That's fine. What I would like to see, though, is is a world where we could all disagree on on everything, as long as we just agreed to leave each other alone. I'll leave you alone, let you do your thing, you leave me alone, let me do my thing. If I start intruding upon your life, then we have a problem. Right. No more of this. Well, you know, you owe me this. You owe me this much of your labor because roads. You know, I'm. I just wish we could get to that point. All right. So let me know how far off base I am with that or if you agree with me or if this whole episode was laughable. At this point, I've probably scared everybody off. If you do happen to listen to my podcast again, I would um, I would really appreciate that. Don't forget about our Gray Uncommons endeavor. If, uh, if you are looking for a t-shirt or if you're looking for a decal, check that out. Gray Uncommons on Facebook. Pretty simple. If you just type in Gray Uncommons in a search engine, it's going to pop that up. If you'd like to contact me, it's really easy. Front Porch Anarchist. And if you put that in a search engine, I'm going to pop up. You're going to find a way to contact me. Front Porch Anarchist at Gmail is my email address. Spell Anarchist for you. A-N-A-R-C-H-A-S-T. We got our truck moved up to the to the homestead I think there might be an episode about that coming up life's looking pretty good even though it's soggy right now 
Thanks for listening to all the rambling. Good night. We hope you enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchast. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchast on Facebook.